Jesus, it's packed. Yeah, go down the back there, so. Welcome to the Snog with Richie and Lavin. Hello, welcome uh, to another episode of The Snug, uh, a podcast from the west coast of Ireland. Uh, my name is Richard Loftus. I'm Lavin. Uh, this is just a podcast where we talk with uh, different folks from uh, all types of backgrounds. Uh, get to know them, see what they're doing, where they're from, and their uh, side hustles or main jobs or whatever whatever they're up to. Uh, any crack with yourself? Uh, yeah, loads of crack. How about yourself? Fuck all crack, really? Really, fuck all crack? <laughs> I, I seen you two days ago, so not, yeah, not much. Uh, I'm trying, to, trying to think of like anecdotes. I, I don't know if I mentioned this before, but I, uh, I've i been watching a lot of Star Trek. You're a trekker now, are you? Have I? Well, I'm not a trekker yet, but there's been a whole lot of backlash on um, like Discovery and Picard, like the new Star Trek shows that are coming out. Mm. Have, you, have, you seen, like, have you seen people like hating on it? No. So I was like, well... They're hating on that. Like I watched the first ep- uh, first season of Discovery a few years ago, and I I actually despised it. I didn't think it was great at all. So I was like, of Picard of Discovery, the um, which one was that? That uh, was the first like new show that came out with of, Patrick Stewart. No, 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 no. It's like it's like a continuation of the timeline or whatever. Uh, Picard is the Patrick Stewart one. Oh, okay. But um, so I just had never watched Star Trek when I was a kid. Maybe like an episode here or there. So I was like, fuck it, like. I got all the time in the world right now. I'm single. I'm, you know, I might not get this chance again. <laughs> so I said, "Fuck it, I'll start. I'll start doing it." So, but I'm doing it out of order. Like I started with Deep Space Nine, uh, which is after Next Generation, and of course, Next Generation is after the original series. So I started with Deep Space Nine, and now I'm on Voyager. I did all 170 something episodes of Deep Space Nine. Christ above. Now I'm uh, probably 70 episodes into Voyager. Then I'm going to do Next Generation. Then I'm going to do a How many series. episodes did you watch? Like 170 of Deep Space Nine. So I'm probably... And 70 of Voyager. So what's that? 240 episodes of Star Trek. <laughs> so... And, you know, I'd give it you probably... You you're single, all right. I'd yeah. give it like a 6 out of 5, I'd say. Yeah, maybe a 7. You know, it's okay. Yeah, it never really grabbed me, to be honest with you. Yeah, it's it's worth it. I, I would definitely if I would definitely say it's worth it. It's good. It's it's good fun, and then you kind of get references that people make yeah. out and about. Yeah, I've one mate that he loves it, all right, but like it was just never my. Yeah, uh, it's I I I definitely yeah I fuck it. It's great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. a it's a seven. It's a great out of seven. You yeah, know, great out of seven. Yeah, fuck all happened to me now. Really, a bit wrecked today now. Um, my missus uh, set off the fire alarm at five o'clock this morning, and you know you just Cooking? jump out of bed and was like, "Jesus Christ!" And she was like, "I'm sorry, it's the toast." It was um, toast. Yeah, toast did your fire alarm. Yeah, fuck. I was in a beautiful, beautiful deep sleep, you know. But yeah, so yep. that's a, the most exciting thing that happened to me since Monday. Did you get back to sleep then? No. What time did you start work? Nine. I mean, you, you had a few, a couple hours just to do stuff. Yeah, I didn't do anything. I just like lay, lay in bed, you know, tossing and turning, trying to get back to sleep. That's what I do most mornings. I wake up around half nine or ten and just stay in bed for two hours. <laughs> it's great. It's great when you're on the door. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, today we are joined by Mitch McDonald, uh, also known as Mitch Presents. He's a DJ and graphic designer from from Galway. Um, how are you, Mitch? Very well. How are things? Not too bad now. 
Any crack with yourself? Not much, no. Just uh, delighted to be here. So thank you for having me. Thanks yeah, very much for joining us. Yeah. Thanks very much for the beverages as well. Hey, you can't come empty-handed, isn't that right? Would you bring me to Strana Pilsner? Yeah, uh, Aldi's finest. Oh, it's so, lovely. Yeah, right from the top shelf. Yeah. I think um, this is the new thing now. You know, if you're going to come on the show, you have to bring a gift. Well, you know, it was your birthday. It was. And birthday, I did bring true. you a, a bottle of Galway champagne. So. <laughs> <laughs> you're very kind. Yeah. So, would it probably start at the start? You're originally from Moycullen, yeah? Moycullen, yeah, the yeah. parish, as we call it. Up the there. parish. Why, yeah. is it, why does it have that name? Or it's just so, like what the lads call it? I don't know. I just think it was because we were kind of not townies. So we're from Moycullen, and then, I don't know, it, it just snowballed. Yeah. And then we called ourselves parish men and from the parish and all <laughs> this kind of Similar <laughs> to the Shire or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like our Do it own. From the parish. Basically, yeah, and yeah. up the parish and Han and all the rest of them. <laughs> and. Say, would it been so you went to secondary school, primary school in my Cullen? So, I went, yeah, I went to primary school in my Cullen, School Murrah, and then I went to actually St. Enda's uh, up the road here. By my brother went there, so I went there. It's like natural selection, just like off you go. Yeah, yeah it's a nice school, in you go. So, and the folks from there as well. Uh, my dad's actually from Dublin, and my mother's from Sligo, so they're blow ins, uh, as we would call them in the parish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it was, I, I loved it, like you know loved being from there you were not in town so you weren't getting in trouble football was life chasing girls was fun you know know, buying bottles of pepsi in the shop and you know robbing penny sweets you know yourself oh yeah yeah uh yeah that was kind of life growing up there it was beautiful all the nice summers and then slowly as you get a little bit older you're allowed on the bus into town and off you go and the madness of it all our cat acting the bollocks again. Just open that door and let him out. You want to open the door for the cat? Yeah. Usually the cats can open their own door. You know, they can do everything else for themselves. They usually come in and out of every episode at some stage. And oh. It cause some kind of trouble like so. What's that cat's name? Eugene? Felix. 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 Eugene. Original. Eugene. Eugene. Original. Jesus Felix. Christ. <laughs> as far as away you could get from Felix yeah. is it a friend of mine his cat his name is actually Stephen like, <laughs> that's a great name for an animal I tell you the real looks the like Stephen does he <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> so would it have been in secondary school then you kind of um, got the book for music I know from looking at your uh, this is Galway playlist um your dad kind of had a big influence on your kind of uh, yeah. musical choices. Yeah, my dad and my brother. And, of course, my mother, she was a disco chick uh, and loved all that kind of stuff. But just remember, like, you know, cleaning the house on a Sunday with the Hoover and the stereo in the corner going full pelt, like on a range, I mean, from A to Z, like nothing was off the cards. And then just kind of from there, you know, my brother kind of got, um, he was actually in radio, but he, he was bitten by the music bug as well. So like there was no, it, our house was arts and crafts, you know, it wasn't, you know, calculators and rulers, let's put it that way. Yeah. And um, there was always like, I mean, always music on and there's always like, you know, oh, like check out this, look at that, you know, here's pencils and coloring books rather than, you know, uh, how would I say? calculators yeah, <laughs> <you yeah. know? laughs> so they weren't uh, they weren't pushing you for an academically really uh, they, like they you know go in and do your bit but they could see early that like you know like we were you know music art that was the kind of the focus you know 
talking shite you know <laughs> being a good person all the stuff that your yeah. mother would want you to grow up to be um yeah and then kind of one christmas uh we came down and then did you know i think it was like the playstation 2 or something that had just come out and uh you know that's that's what we were kind of expecting and we come down and there's like I mean like 50 or 40 boxes all on the ground all these different shapes different sizes and we were like oh my god like what is this like myself and my brother Killian like et nudging each other this is fucking deadly do you know <laughs> open up one big box it's a speaker open up the other one oh, it's class. a speaker open up the little small ones like two little Newmark decks and a mixer and headphones and all, all this kind of stuff and I was only young at the time and I was going oh great like uh, <laughs> the the bum deal you know what I mean because yeah, yeah. my brother was kind of like you know harping on that he, he like wouldn't have minded it because like he's a drummer and like I play guitar so like it was almost in a weird way a natural progression to like okay we want to do this let's do it you know and my dad and my mum saw the foresight so then off he went off to work for iRadio uh, as a radio presenter for years but like I'd always be in his room like watching him DJ watching him DJ watching him like I mean like I wouldn't get out you know yeah. at one stage I was actually sleeping under the table that, <laughs> that the decks were in because I was like I can't wait till he leaves the room you know <laughs> Um, and then so he moved to Atlone and then I just like literally moved straight into his room inherited just, like, everything yeah pretty much so like you know I was playing the long game like you know uh, and then that just kind of kicked it all off like you know trying to get better bedroom DJ doing all this kind of stuff uh, DJing as in were you sort of making your own um, songs out of it uh, no it was just more so like the big stack of CDs from dad's CD okay. rack or he actually had this massive pull-out drawer with like all CDs in it. So I just robbed them all. Mm-hmm. Plus whatever Killian would be like burning or, you know, taken from LimeWire, you know, back in the day. But uh, Burning CDs. Yeah. yeah well, yeah, these kids don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, not that, geez, I'm not an outfit either, but, you know, uh, that was the range, all the range then. Uh, yeah, so to get to your point, no, it was never really to make music. It was literally just mix and learn how to. Okay, work, great, yeah. You know, write the team tune, sing the team tune, you know, that kind of way. <laughs> uh, which, looking back on it now, like as having like, you know, 10 or 11 years of DJing under my belt, I would have loved to have incorporated like me playing guitar or him playing drums and kind of doing it together. But the, the tech wasn't exactly right there you know at yeah. the time and mm. uh, it was more so like you know you needed this and an amp and a plug in here and a plug in there whereas you can do everything off your phone now you know yeah of course yeah yeah so th- those were back in the analog days yeah if that's yeah. the right term to use well i did you know yeah come see come sell like you yeah. know it, like it was what it was um like no digital interface like as far as a like a screen or anything like you wouldn't be connecting to your computer not really no like yeah. there there was computers in the house because you know my, my father's been a graphic designer for like geez i think was it did he was it 38 40 years this april fool's day okay um well he started like you know drawing like markers like you know doing 20 of the same poster the exact same you know and then obviously moved into we always had max in the house you know um but we never really had the two and two to put it together because he didn't bring his office or his studio, I suppose, into our home house till later uh, down the line. Uh, but, you know, we were tech savvy as kids. But yeah. in terms of, you know, melting the two of them together, 
we just wanted to jump bash buttons and jump around the room you know and have the <laughs> yeah. crack basically so would you would have uh started djing in secondary school then um not like out you know what i mean just at mates houses or whatever yeah stuff like that and then you know as killing progressed and started djing in town in like cuba and places like that and um, i would be you know oh, i'll carry your cds you know <laughs> and i'll bring in the speakers and you'd throw me 20 quid or whatever it was and through that way you know i really got to see the ins and outs of like how you deal with promoters how you talk to people you know yeah. the doormen how he lies you know like yeah. all that kind of the, the i suppose to navigate the nightlife industry but uh cuba where was cuban nightclub yeah cuban nightclub at the top of air square top he pl air he square. played everywhere like K k2's places yeah. that aren't even around i don't even remember where that was in air square in galway do you know where let's see do you remember where, where cuba is yeah no. come on no, like. i don't he was down down the west side was it near like uh like where where tk max is yeah, now? just down yeah. from that it was yeah, yeah. where it's mcgettigan's now oh it's mcgettigan's now yeah was it like bar 9021 something yeah, yeah that yeah. was that was the bottom floor yeah that was cuba as well yeah i'd never been upstairs i'd only been to the downstairs bar <laughs> yeah there you go i don't think i've ever been to a nightclub in galway yeah have you not no, no i don't think so you're not really the nightclub type no though, no you don't, don't no. strike me as it there's none left now anyway i, I don't so think they let me in you know <laughs> so uh, proper shoes on you I, yeah. I did a table quiz in the old 55 pub just up the way from there yeah, like yeah, about yeah. two months ago mm. and they asked the question how many nightclubs are left in galway and uh, I put down the right answer, but then a fucking, like, someone came up and was like, oh, that's the wrong answer. Mm. Someone that I trusted would know to our table, like, and then I was like, okay, I'll change it. And he gave me the wrong fucking act answer. Like that. Just, you know, always I forget advice. what it was. It was, I think I said, like, there was, like, one left or something. So, no, there's two. Or yeah, there's, well, there's, like, one and a half. Like, one's on the way out and there's one left. Yeah. But, like, you know, that, that, like, I don't think, you know, it's obviously great for Galway Nightlife to have, you know, a nightclub and especially the history of nightclubs and dance music and all that kind of stuff. It, because Galway has so many avenues of music, you know, there's like, you have the Crane, you know, you've yes. down the West, the Blue Note, you've the Roshan, all these places. And then you've got the front doors and this and that, yeah. that are all bubblegum stuff. And there is a good big melting pot. But for me anyway, as a DJ now, I prefer to be playing in the late bars, you know, it's kind of, you know, done my time in the in the nightclubs. Not to say that I wouldn't again. Yeah. You yep. know, if the price is right. Yeah, if the offer came, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So he was probably mixing with CDs and stuff like that. Yeah, CDs. Yeah. And yeah. was there was there a big change when people went from like records to CDs to what it is now? But like, probably just come in probably with their stuff on a USB stick or something like that. Well, that's kind of like the preferred method these days is yeah. the, is the USB because you know you can't carry nine thousand records around, you know. Yeah. But I actually kind of did it in reverse. I like learned on CDs, um, and then as I got let's say deeper into the craft, uh, air quotes, um. I really started like digging for records, you know, it was kind of like, I had a box of my dad's old records going through, it's like white albums, like thrillers, all like original stuff. And he's like, this box, guard it with your life. You know, <laughs> you don't bring of. this into town. Yeah, literally. Yeah. Was uh, Little Feet's Waiting for Columbus in there? <clears throat> no, unfortunately no. not. No. For some reason, like that's, that's the one album I think that all dads have. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's because my father's American. Maybe yeah. not in Ireland, like, you know. Yeah, yeah. But it's, uh, anyway, yeah, go on. Sorry. Yeah, no, <laughs> like, it's, it, you know, just a bit of everything. And then I, so then I started kind of, like, teaching myself vinyl and bought turntables and all that kind of stuff. So in a way, I kind of did it the other way around. But uh, the, the actual, you know, 
I suppose skill of mixing records is like it it was fun because it's like so oh something new to do like you, once you could mix through CDs and on CD players not that it gets old or boring or whatever nothing like that but it's like oh a new challenge you know nice yeah. one um and still trying to <laughs> still trying to figure it out to be honest but um but then like going back to your question there like it it, it kind of like going out with him and then he was like I can't do this gig but my my brother can oh, nice. so it kind of turned into that and it snowballed and my first gig was it was actually out in a, in a my very first gig was out in a in a pub my cullen called the crossroads but my first one let's say in town uh was kelly's downstairs in kelly's oh, yeah. yeah and um kelly's yeah kelly's the, the living room kelly's and now it's seven, seven. Yeah, seven. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Seven. Yeah, yeah. Besides yeah. Superman. <laughs> yeah, I know it. Yeah, besides not hot. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Too many times I've been hit. Have we mentioned that on the podcast yet? Do you want to show? I have not had tattooed on me. I tattooed it on myself. <clears throat> go on, give us a go. I can't really see it from here. I had a, uh, you know, right there. I've been. Okay. Okay. Yeah, Terrible, yeah. shitty little tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I know yeah, it. T- it struck me down once or twice after a late night gig. The old nut hot, like you know, yeah. you walk by and the rice looks appealing, and then you know you feel appalling afterwards. It, in my in my opinion, I used to have nice Mongolian chicken. It well, no, it was really nice, but I, I happened to be on the worst side of things the next day. But <laughs> it could have been the ten pints of Guinness as well, so I'm not, I'm not yeah. too sure. <laughs> oh, it's always the ten pints. It's never. I mean, it's always. Oh, it's all, that glass of water. Yeah, it's yeah, that pushed you over that. that oh, I tell you, you yeah. Before you went to bed, I'm almost a hundred percent positive. We've mentioned Nut Hot on the podcast before. I think we have. Yeah. It's a favorite of yours. Yeah. Well, I just enjoy talking about it. It's such a funny place. <laughs> such an interesting place to buy your Chinese food at 4 a.m. <laughs> it's li- yeah. Sorry. No, go on, go on. Uh, yeah. No, I was just going to add, add. So, Seven add. was the first. Oh, sorry. It was called Kelly's. Yeah, was, Kelly's at the, the time. Yeah. First place. Okay. First place. And then, you know, you kind of, it, it kind of grew and grew and grew or whatever and then i couldn't get any gigs for ages right and i was like well fuck this like you know i was like (laughs) and then he kind of like i worked my way into like playing an electric and down down in the factory the old school factory when it was there started running kind of my own gigs because i couldn't get any i was like well i'm i'm just gonna do okay well like you know i watch jules holland all the time i was like let's do i'll try and do my best jules and holland's impression yeah and uh the very first like let's say of the mitch presents events was upstairs in kelly's so i was like given enough rope to be like if this works good on you if not like you know you're gone and i had a band called rudy trex on and myself and another guy dj'd and it went really well just like better than I thought and they're like okay well then here's a little bit more you know yeah. and, and do another one and do another one and then I think it actually closed it turned it, it like closed down and went into seven it turned into seven so I was like floating around the doldrums for a while being like oh you know I'd love to get it here I'd love to get it there and the manager of um of Kelly's at the time, James Finan, he took over as the GM in Electric. And he was ah. like, oh man, come do it here. Like, you know, have the crack, let's go. Uh, run your gigs. And then, yeah, it, was just, it started kind of, you know, gathering momentum. And then like parallel to that, Q 
Killian was playing down in the Blue Note, Massmo's, like all around that area, which was we were like, that's the mecca, like yeah, you know, yeah. to get in down there, you know, it's got such history of music and DJs and all that kind of stuff. It's like, wouldn't it be great, you know? And like the time in Kelly's, he went. I, I can't do this but like Mitch is available like you know just give him a run yeah yeah, yeah. like give him a run see how he gets on and that went well and you know I haven't looked back since that's maybe seven or eight years ago you know and I've just been down there like churning it out most weekends you know between the places yeah so what age were you when you, when you were uh, I was like 19 when I started pr- like properly uh, 31 now Um, so just been like constantly giving it you know be a one night a week seven nights a week six nights a week three nights a week the struggling DJ you know yeah, yeah. but you have to put yourself out there I suppose don't oh, you oh that's it like and then the nights you're not DJing you're out or you're at a different venue you're at a different bar talking to this guy talking to that guy coming to this guy's night hey I'd love to get on there. and like you know it's like a fucking tornado after a while you know you're just out <laughs> Do you know? it sounds exhausting <laughs> yeah 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 it, it, it was a young man's game yeah <laughs> Did you have something to say there? No. You looked at me like you did. No, no. no I didn't. This guy I keeps fucking talking. <laughs> <laughs> so when um say when you're say you're nineteen or so, um, where are you going for your for your records, for your CDs? Is is that still something that you have to go out and get physically or uh, well like I was it was kinda coming into the stage where I was kinda like pillaging Killian's C D files. Uh what I hadn't gotten into the records by that like by that stage at all. Um but you know, Shivago, HMV, you know, like picking up bits here and there. And then there was a lot of burning <laughs> like a lot of like ripping them off a line and all that kind of stuff. Which I'm not proud to say, but hey look. Was it LimeWire at the time? LimeWire, yeah. And then it it what did it turn in and then it was like a YouTube converter then oh, after right, a while yeah. uh, later on like you know yeah and now it's all torrents these days all torrents yeah and there's this one called Soul Seek as well it's kind of like you type the name in and if it's there it's there if it isn't it isn't but it's perfect quality and then, but these days now I get sent a lot of you know promos packs and stuff from different record labels oh great okay. to be like oh here like there's this crowd um, record label and England called Midnight Riot and it's all kind of like you know really nice groovy kind of uh, like you know, ed- disco edits kind of because yeah. that'd be my cup of tea and uh, they send over promo packs and they're like if you could could you rate it or let us know or you know there's a little comment section to be like what did you like about the track you know what stars would you give it out of five and that kind of thing so doing it that way you get sent a lot of music which is deadly because it's yeah. all wav file all perfect oh you know? sweet mm. so um so you said there about disco is kind of your jam mm. so would that be the main kind of stuff you'd like to play you're yeah i suppose you're catering to different crowds to different places you're playing well yeah it's like what i'd like to do myself or let's say on the mitch presents nights would all be kind of like you know like groovy kind of house and like disco and edits and a lot of funk and stuff like that and earlier in the earlier in the night to be some like slow down soul and that kind of stuff but by all means i've i've done everything from a wedding to a wake like you know literally <laughs> fucking 21st 10th like 15th birthdays 21st like 60th 50th the whole works and there's a lot of shut up and play the hits at night you mm-hmm. know uh but when you kind of let's say play down and the likes of the Roshan Dove like Monroe's like the, the Blue Note Masmos all that kind of like West End area they're kind of like 
here you go like yeah. you do what you want to do like and the odd time you drop in a, something that someone knows but not you're kind of like you know uh, like off you go there's like your artistic expression I suppose well, they, they probably know you and trust you like, for sure yeah. yeah after all the years of playing they're like oh no he's in boom and we know like we know what's gonna happen isolating like certain elements of the track and putting them on to different things are you kind of mixing stuff together or is it more that you're just curating the playlist? Uh, a bit of both. Like, you know, I might loop a section or like okay. if if, if I have an acapella, I might play it over another house uh, okay. another house tune or something like that. But it's predominantly, yeah, selecting and playing. Okay. Like, you know, okay. it's it sounds a lot more fancier than it. You know, it's push <laughs> and play, essentially. And <laughs> I always say what happens in the middle, that's the magic, you know, mm-hmm. mixing the two tunes. That's where I get my kicks anyway, you know. Yeah. And so the west side or the west end of town was probably, you know, the place that you wanted to end up. But was there a particular I remember when I moved to Galway first it was hundred and tenth street down in um the Victoria Hotel. Mm. They were kinda like the the guys to go see if you want to Yeah, yeah, yeah. Searle yeah. and Keen, yeah. Huh? Where's the Victoria Hotel? The Vic Um You were the Iron Islands bus goes from? No. What's they're the on the they're on the left. <laughs> yeah, do you know where the Merrick is? You know the big big hotel no. on Air Square. If you oh, on Air Square, yeah. yeah, and it's just down the left. Yeah, if you come oh, if you come okay. straight right down past the Skep and keep going down straight, down to where that corner hits to where your office is actually. Yeah. Before you hit that bend, it's just there on the left. Office. Office where I work. I thought you work from home. Yeah, but that's where my office is. Yeah. <laughs> I work from home. Yeah, but all right, okay, yeah. all right, hey, cool. He got his he got his name tag there. That's a, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a, that's what we were talking about from just before this. <laughs> uh, new buildings, those big new glass buildings mm-hmm. near the docks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a hotel. Oh, that hotel down there, right yeah. next to the Protestant church. Mm. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I know it. Jeez, you know the Protestant church. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know it. Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. Got the setting. All right. Got good, the scene. Good, good. So they they were kind of like. They were the lads to go see when mm. I was uh, growing up, um, and then obviously like the disco nuts and stuff like well, that. Well, yeah, that's that, that's who I, who I was going to say. Like uh, during the arts festival that year, Chic played. Oh wow! They uh, afterwards they were playing in the Ocean Dove with you know the full band and like the percussion and all that kind of thing. And we walked in and I had I didn't know who they were at all. And Killian was like, "This is where we were fucking going." Like and obviously dad being into music as well and mum was out it was a it was a family outing going to see yeah. chic because that was like you know they were like the backbone of all the parties that we had in the house you know it was always a like, good time you know yeah, like yowza 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 yeah basically I, I think they're my number one most hated band is oh chic. funnily enough go. i don't know I don't know why I really, really despise Sheik. Just yeah. making enemies all over the place here. Sorry, oh my God, I'm only, <laughs> I'm only in the door. <laughs> oh shit! No, no, I'm not on the Like, as far as what? music goes, I, I don't find it to be like an affront on character. It's more just, you know, I just, I don't, I don't know. You're just, just a picky motherfucker. I'm yeah. very I'm extraordinarily picky, but I just Sheik for some reason does not get me at all. Yeah, well, but I, I can do. understand why it would. That's the other thing, though. I fucking definitely know why they're good. Mm. And I like even like random access memories. Uh, yeah, the Daft Punk album. The yeah. Daft Punk album was hugely influenced by them. Mm. Um, no, Nile Rogers, Rogers is all over it. Yeah. All over it. And he's an amazing bass player. 
Uh, Bernard, reason, just, Bernard Edwards was the bass player. Oh, was it? Sorry. Yeah, yeah, Shit. yeah. yeah. No, I thought, well, you know, they were, they were like two peas in a pod. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For some reason, it just reminds me of like a celebrations advertisement or something. <laughs> <laughs> you know? But that's, but I think that's purely set and setting. I think it's just what you grow up with. I don't, I don't think it's necessarily what you're, um, what, what you're naturally gonna like. I think it's very set yeah. and settings more an asset. It's more just sort of what you grew up with, I think. You know, that's I mean? it. Like you know, it, it could have been anybody. You it know, what I mean? it could have been yeah. any any band. But that, like, I remember, we'd have you know family Christmas parties, and all the couches would get pushed back, and you'd hear like boom, boom, <laughs> boom, boom, and you know, like the, the, you, shit like that. You remember when you're younger, you know, uh, and going moving forward, like that's what you listen to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it it kind of gave me my foundation in like disco and groove, and in, in the top ten. Um, this is God thing you saw like you know George Benson was in there and he was hit, he was always on you know Jamiroquai like like bits and bobs like that it's just like relentless you know what you got one of your you know mainstays is that um, is it Oliver Dollars Oliver Dollar yeah, yeah doing your thing yeah well funny enough about that tune when we were talking about the Disconauts uh, when Sheik after Sheik we went down and they were playing like full percussion, like Keith and Pork were just like, I walked in and my head just exploded. Where I was, was this like, in, in the Roisin? In it? the Roisin, yeah. yeah. It was like an after party. And Who's I walked Keith in. Keith and Pork now? Are they the Disconauts? Yeah, Keith, Keith O'Hanlon, God rest him, he's, he's gone a few years, uh, unfortunately. But uh, Pork as well, then, you know, he's Pork still playing around. He's P Disco, yeah. like, you know, you see him everywhere. And uh, the, the beardy gentleman. Yeah, with yep. the with the disco hat. With the hat, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Distinguished gentleman. Exactly. Beautiful man. And uh, really sung and, like, amazing fucking, d- like, DJ. Like, the two of them was just unbelievable. But, Keith showed me that uh, Oliver Dollar track when I was working in the pub in my Cullen. He was What's li- Oliver Dollar now. So he's a, he's a Scottish DJ. It's kind of like almost like one hit wonder ish. Okay. In, in a sense, for, well, he had another one called Granulated Soul as well, but like that didn't really do much. But this Oliver Dollar one for for me anyway really took on. It's got this like moody man kind of um, uh, like vocal in the middle of it. Like he's like, yeah, hey, y'all having a good time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's de- it's a deadly tune, like <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. He's like, I think I'm going to play these motherfuckers of chic. You know, y'all want to hear something. So it all kind of ties in, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, of course. It's like a block party or something from New York or something. Yeah, That's yeah, exactly, me, yeah. And uh, yeah, it's just you can hear the crowd like in the, back, yeah, in yeah. the background. And I don't know, like I just kind of always started playing it in my sets and it just kind of like, I, I wouldn't say that I took the tune on by any means, but I just love it so much. But he yeah. showed me that tune and it's like a nice tie to Keith because, oh, you know, yeah. he... Uh, I, I don't know he kind of took me under his wing in the West End kind of scenario so yeah. plus he the, the two of them introduced me to what I like what I love to play or like what I'd listen out to thinking that's good bad or ugly you know that kind of way great, so, great soundtrack actually the mm, bad and the ugly yeah yeah brilliant <laughs> did you ever see that video of the guy he's like and he's like playing it in his hands and he's like oh the fellow yeah yeah he's like an old guy sitting on a chair oh yeah I think I have seen that yeah it's a good one Uh, those two have they've mentored a lot of people around the the town oh absolutely yeah yeah I'm definitely not the first or the last you know what I mean um, my partner's cousin is Fionn Devaney I think oh yeah I know Fionn yeah yeah I know him well yeah yeah and he was saying yeah he had a big influence when he kind of started off first kind of like DJing and then kind of getting into events and stuff he was in was he in um, Electric with you at 
around that time. Fionn, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we actually did a New Year's Eve party together in Massimo's, would you believe? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Uh, he's such a gent, but he started working in electric and Keith was kind of doing the sound in there. So they actually got on, they kind of latched in and he was the next kind of like arm around. And it was unfortunate timing because around that time, that's when Keith happened to pass away. So yeah. like it was mm-hmm. like, you know, I was... I and along with others were so lucky to kind of get like a little bit of you're doing this you're doing that do this do that yeah, into yeah. his ear where Fiona was getting like starting to get the training off him in a sense uh, but yeah Soundfield he's up in Dublin now he's like flying it I yeah believe. yeah did he Is go he... to Gore do I know him no they're from oh out towards Tum yeah. Oh, I, I know his sister okay. Mern as well. Like, Mern, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. So she's over in London. Mm. Yeah, he's he's working for uh, Hens Teeth at the minute. And okay, stuff like that. Cool. Hens yeah, Teeth. Yeah. That's where you know Killian was a chef. Killian was chefing there. Yeah. Never, never got to get get around to, to eat the food. Not I Never got there. Did no, he's left now as well. I think. I think he's left now. Yeah. yeah. On the on the on to not better but like greater things. Yeah, I suppose. better things. Do you, do you like Dublin? Like, do you go up to gigs much? Like, I I'm not mean DJ gigs, but music in general or shows. I went to a Jimmy Buffett show there. Oh, nice. Which was fucking phenomenal. Ah, <laughs> deadly. Where was that on? Uh, what's that? What's that theater that looks like? It looks like you go in there and it looks like an old uh, movie theater. Oh, Olympia? uh, yeah, yeah the, the Olympia, Olympia yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just saw Roshi Murphy the there. Olympia. She was deadly. Yeah, it was great. It's like normally he plays like fucking stadiums, mm. and like, but everyone who goes just is wearing fucking Hawaiian shirts. And <laughs> yeah, and and <laughs> dad's on holiday. Like, <laughs> and uh, so I like I, I it was a few it was uh, uh my buddy Larry and uh it was, it was a few of us and um uh I was like you have to wear um what do you call them. Uh, Hawaiian shirts. Uh, Hawaiian shirts. We have to wear all this crazy shit, like you know the luau stuff. Yeah, yeah, call them. yeah. They call lays. Yeah, uh, lays. Yeah. Are they called lays? And, 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 and like everyone, we all thought we were um, like dolled up way too much, and we get there and we weren't half as dressed <laughs> up as everyone else. <laughs> yeah. And but the thing is, we were the only Irish people at the show. No everyone way. Everyone else was Americans. Really? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And it felt like I felt like um, what's his name. Uh, you know, in Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, when uh, uh, when Hunter S. Thompson is, I'm talking about the film now. When he's yeah. in, oh, it's the same thing in the book. But when he's in the in the convention. thing surrounded by in the convention, surrounded by all the D uh, DEA oh, agents. Oh yeah, yeah, and he's because, tripping off his head. Like, tripping off his head, but it was like, <laughs> I was like, I was like, because like basically Jimmy Bob's like my favorite okay but his fan I'm not base, a big Jimmy Buffett fan myself no one no. is and they shouldn't be because he's <laughs> fucking horrendous my number one favorite he's fucking terrible but I love him I'm messing I'm messing um, no don't mess please yeah. but, I'm um, fucking serious he, man but he uh, but, but the thing is most of his fan base are all very right wing sort of Republican Americans yeah and like you could just smell it at this at this Olympia <laughs> it was all these fucking people just like loving the fact that Trump was in power and shit and I was just like you fucking pricks! I don't know, like it, it's dog going playing weird, golf. Then the next day, down yeah, in yeah. I guess they're all following him to uh to, to France or something. But it was it's it's very funny being there because I have a Jimmy Buffett tattoo. Oh wow! So we were getting do you? Low. Yeah, this my who's first doing these for you? Yeah, yeah. Like, are you picking them all? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got, I got. You never seen the Jimmy Buffett tattoo? Oh yeah! Oh yeah, nice! Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
but um, how could I forget? I got it as a joke, <laughs> etched into your memory. Yeah. Like. But yeah, no, it's just the funny, it's a funny thing. But yeah, no, Dublin. I do like Dublin. Yeah. Dublin's nice. It's good. Like, um, it's. I don't think I'd like to live there. Yeah, I'm kind of the same. Like myself and my girlfriend talk about it all the time. It's like we go up and see shows, and we're like, yeah, it's kind of nice to like dip your foot in. But yeah. like, let's get the last fucking go yeah. bus home. Like, yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. It, it's it's grand to visit. Yeah, and I wish I could visit probably more, but. We're yeah. country boys. Yeah, that's we're, that's yeah. actually we're yeah, from the yeah, parish, like boys. yeah, <laughs> that's it, like you know. Yeah, we went up to see when you Arcade go up, it's Fire a bit there. Parish. Um, yeah, you're Gortman, are you? No, he, he no. This guy's from Mayo. Over yeah, here. I'm from Mayo. Oh, that's Mayo. right. That's yeah. right. You told me that. Which is from Mayo. I'm uh, I'm Ballandarian, so Ballandarian. kind of right near Canberra. Yeah, poor Disconnect country. Yeah. Uh, wait, what? Yeah, he's from out that neck of the woods. I think. Who is? Pork. Yeah, from Canberra. No, I think further on Ballandarian, I think. Ballandarian. Huh. Yeah. Anyway. Interesting. So you're not a Gort man. You're no, out. We went I I went to Gort uh secondary school. Ah, yes. That's where the Gort comes in. And so did Chloe. Mm, yeah, my partner. Ah, okay, yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. So that's the connection. That's mm. the connection to Gort there. What were we saying? You saw Arcade Fire? Yeah. Yeah, Jesus. The day after all those allegations came out. Oh, there was allegations. Was pretty, yeah, he was being a he was being a dirty boy. Yeah, I heard. Who is Arcade Fire one person or loads of people? It's a band. Ten yeah. of them, yeah. yeah. Ten, probably more. Like, he's the lead singer and the songwriter. And okay. Then allegations mm. came out the day before. Then they were, that was the first Instant night allegations. of the show. <laughs> yeah. They were amazing. It was the first time I'd ever seen him. Yeah. But then everybody came out and they were like, oh, yeah. Did it kind of lose its, it like, did a it bit, was a bit yeah. limp, was it, it? Yeah, it did a bit. Like, the live show was amazing. And I, I, it's like, it was in, in the, what's it called? It's the tree arena now. Yeah, the tree, yeah. And the whole thing was just, it's like a, like a semi-circle that turned into an eye, that turned into a um, star space, light show? that turned into, okay. like, you know, the universe or whatever as they're playing. Yeah. And then they had, like, a stage that came out that there was like a glass or probably a plexiglass piano that mm. they were all standing out in the middle of the crowd Deadly. and it was it was amazing but like you know it kind of lost its yeah yeah because you know you think you know ah, good indie heads you know absolutely decent yeah people but like you know even you know. indie heads could be whatever he was doing i don't i don't know the story yeah, yeah but like you, you know, don't have to go into it people it's not all the old comedians and uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah it's a louis ck job it's yeah, whoever yeah. else like you know yeah. poor old louis huh yeah <laughs> but uh it's speaking of that like stage kind of show and stuff we actually went to see the gorillas in august oh cl- my brother was at that no actually, way yeah oh my god well i had been like massive gorillas fan from the start or whatever yeah. none of this bandwagon job because i love the art side of it as well mm. you know and um my god the fucking hewitt st- is that the artist yeah J- jason hewitt i think it he is. did tank girl i really like those i have mm. that uh, comic book at home he's I'm not was, a comic guy but i for some reason i We've been talking a lot about comics. No, we're talking anyways, about the last Sorry, go on. Uh, no, you're fine. You're yeah. fine. Um, like I, I grew up like drawing Batman and Spider-Man yeah, yeah. the whole time. They were my go-to's. But uh, just the fucking all the imagery and just like you know, they, it came out and they had this massive like geoguitch, you know, in green writing, and ah, then nice. it said, and the way they ran it was like they played the music videos in behind. You know, yeah. they were like Damon Albert, and they're all on stage and stuff. You know, but like just like one video moved into the next into the next and like when they were taking a break to kind of like you know have a drink or yeah. whatever like they played these little snippets in between like and it was unbelievable of what like, like the the band yeah I'm just doing like, air quotes there band yeah. <laughs> or what got talking or whatever yeah, yeah yeah or just like the cartoon characters you know or the you know the characters themselves like 
like trodden off to the next place or you know yeah. like addressing the stage and stuff like it was fucking it. so your brother was at it I'd say you had a good time yeah you had a great yeah. time because I think when they when they came out first when they started doing live shows initially they played behind like a, a screen yeah initially yeah yeah but I, I think there's too much contained in that band because you know there's so many influences and like you know that's it and it's like you know a massive collective so people just like collab all the time and like even like they played Dirty Harry and like you know next thing like Booty Brown like he's got a rap bit in the last bit of the song and I mean he like fired out on stage oh, like class. and burst right into the rap and everyone's like oh my god it was like because you're not expecting it because he's like an American rapper you know like does he go on tour them does he not like I was kind of checking it out on social media like to see would there be any little cameos and like he wasn't really in any of them was Sean Ryder there Sean Ryder wasn't there no oh. but Dare was fucking wicked <laughs> get someone yeah. to hold Sean Ryder yeah up. literally <laughs> Sean Ryder the guy from Happy Mondays yeah, yeah. okay yeah Twisted my melon, man. <laughs> is, who's the main guy in Gorillas? Damon Albarn. Damon Albarn, yeah, from Blur. Yeah. Has he been in the Gorillas twice the time he's been in the Blur now? Uh, I'd, I'd say so. It's coming close. That's no, mad probably, thing, isn't yeah. it? Oh, in my like, head, he's still like the guy from Blur. You know. Well, yeah, that's kind of who he is to like. Oasis let's say, are Blur. Uh, uh, yeah. Oasis are Blur. What? Oasis. Blur. I'm going home. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I heard I heard this great question was um, you know who has gone from one band to another band and they've both been as successful you know yeah. and like he was obviously one of them I was thinking I saw this question online Dave Grohl Dave Grohl, Dave Grohl was yeah. the other yeah. yeah they're the only two that I could think of oh I could probably think of someone yeah it's a it's a an old brain scratcher but Jesus I can't think of anybody well to beat for the, the for the two bands to be like Crosby. that big David Crosby uh, was in The Birds, I think. And then he went from The Birds to Crosby, Stills, and Nash. And Young. And Neil Young was also involved with that, too. So, yeah, but he, that, that was he, a I think solo career was afterwards, though, wasn't it? Yeah. Beyonce. Yeah, true. From Destiny's Child to Beyonce. But that's solo career. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's different. I think wow, what are you laughing at? I think it's funny that you brought up Beyonce. Yeah, I was so well, surprised. <laughs> yeah. fuck, I, I fucking know music. Hey. I'm sure you do. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just surprised it's alright to be honest with you there's loads of those yeah no. mm. trying to think of more Bob Marley he started with the Whalers it's true mm. <laughs> they, they kept on going after you after and you like that's loads that's people breaking off going it solo is, basically, just, you know I, I mean? think that every example I gave there was exactly that yeah like <laughs> going solo or starting super groups together yeah as opposed to in one band and then another band yeah, yeah like that you know yeah absolutely so yeah you're DJing places um, around Galway and different bars and clubs and stuff mm. like that um, and when did you make the jump to kind of the festival circuit because I know you've done to uh, DJ at a few um yeah like uh, truth Keith Disconnot he was like here fucking come on let's go to C sessions I was like sound yeah like no bother I slept out like literally slept on the beach like you know because I didn't have money for fucking a yeah, hotel yeah. room. I was promised the stars and the sun and went <laughs> went up and just played one set and then the next year I played another set and then next year and like I just did it this year and I closed a stage and like you know wow. all that kind of stuff. I'd done that previous years before but this year gone by was like proper special because like I actually had like 
not to blow my own horn like there was a fucking big crowd there which was deadly but um yeah and then you know i've done electric picnic uh body and soul did body and soul the first year of the festivals as well and then did uh, life festival and i just did elu le gras uh, a couple of months back uh which was fucking deadly like new, new second year doing it the lads putting it together and that's, it was unbelievable that's, that's based on galway isn't it yeah it was uh just outside of galway like uh ballingurine it's like where the galway glamping uh areas and i mean to say like i missed the first one um because i was on a like a family boating trip down the shannon you know for my for my birthday so oh, i got to miss it um which i was kind of disgusted with. not disgusted with, that's not the right word I was, it was disappointed. It was bad timing. Yeah, uh, yeah. And um but this year was fucking deadly. Like all about kombucha kind of sponsored one of the bars at a big massive stretch bar. Then they had a massive tent and they had like fire breeders, jugglers, they had like a the Zen Den it was called. It was for like musicians, poetry, comedy, oh, cool. like interpretive dance, people were making like costumes and stuff. It was really cool, kinda of like, you know, vibey like airy fairy kinda of, nice festival um but getting back to how it all came around it was just like one snowballed after another got asked to do this did a lecture picnic like a red bull stage like got asked to do that then like you know and like the gigs just one someone says do you fancy this do you fancy that yeah. do you fancy this and like that's just kind of the way it goes and then got to play in uh, madrid got to play over in america like got to where in the states were you i was in austin actually for three months in uh, uh, austin texas yeah 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 uh, yeah my I, so my parents <laughs> did five years out there and that's where my older brother was born um all right and so my uncle and my auntie lived out there and I was working working for him. I was washing vans, at, <laughs> washing, um, you know, trucks and stuff. And big, these big stretch tent, a stretch tent? A stretch van, sprinter kind of, they did wine tours. So they had these big buses that would bring like loads of people around to different vineyards. And then I went over for my cousin's wedding and the DJ from the wedding, I was up there going, oh, I would fucking I DJ back <laughs> home, blah, 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 you yeah. know. No, on the year off him so like i, I kind of knew what it felt like uh, and um yeah he just goes oh get on to this guy get on to that guy and it all kind of organically happened which was deadly yeah it's a place called maverick's dance hall it was this huge fucking don't break my heart oh you know, really like, yeah it was real and me coming in here going i want your love you know <laughs> the, the chic tunes or whatever you know it's funny but yeah it was it, it was class and then madrid i brought a guy over um Named Yavi Ferris, he, I brought him over to do a Mitch Presents because I was when I was running them in electric, they gave me you know x amount of money to go and book a DJ and get the flights and oh sweet which was deadly you know because I had no fucking pot to piss in so yeah. it kind of suited me and I went I just said I'd chance my arm I go well if I bring you over you know you have to bring me to Madrid you know and he's like yeah no problem you know like that like nice so I went over and played over there so it was just cool to play in different places like playing in Dublin and down in Cork and Sligo and all those kind of stuff so it's 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 nice to not do it in your bedroom or in Galway you know yeah 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 as much as I love it it's nice to get out and do it other places and you say that about a lot of things yeah true <laughs> 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 when, so I know the the graphic design yeah um, it must be tough to juggle both 
because you know if you're DJing a lot and then your your daytime job and stuff like that to bring that stuff in. <clears throat> yeah, it kind of like obviously my dad had a studio and it's like you know, you know, very very sought after designer. So I, it was either like. If you're not good enough, you're not gonna fucking work for me. Like you yeah. know, there was no nepotism going on. I came in as a junior designer. Like I did, like literally resizing photographs for like a few years to kind of like, you know, get my bearings around the different softwares and stuff. And then he like that gave me enough rope, you know, yeah, to try and do this, do that, do this, do that. Uh, and then I kind of moved into a bit of web design as well, so doing bits and bobs for him. And then do my own artwork because yeah, that's geez, that's half the battle when you're running events. Is like, the, I know the price of a designer isn't cheap, <laughs> <laughs> so it definitely saved on the on the, let's say the total of you know running the events. And then I just kind of like loved it, you know what I mean. Um, and then obviously COVID came around and it was like, you know, you can all the gigs are gone, and then you know couldn't really live on like doing a let's say working. A handful of days a week for him so i took a job in a factory which was kind of a, a great thing but balancing the two of them there was a lot of mornings i would text going i might be out till 11 o'clock yeah, you know yeah. um and that kind of floated for one or two weeks but after that it was like you know shit or get off the pod as he always says yeah so like you're either you're either in or you're out yeah you know and uh, i was definitely in for a while and i loved it like doing loads of stuff like just like it, it 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 helped me and what i was doing for djing so like you know it, it oh, how would i say it went hand in hand yes basically yeah um but i love it like you know he, his dream would for for me to take over the empire you know um but as much as i would love that you know i i, I kind of like just tipping away and kind of yeah doing my own thing and but being able to do it you know uh, it's like another skill another string to your bow which is amazing and i'll never be like short of a poster you yeah know? yeah it's true yeah and then you were saying um then your other side thing is kind of um, the hot sauces that you were doing down the marketing though. yeah <laughs> this is the funny thing now and my girlfriend will kill me uh but she everybody thinks it's mine <laughs> but it's not at all it's hot all, sauces huh yeah yeah my girlfriend may Fitzgerald. yeah she makes um Small batch hot sauces. Uh, they're uh, she makes them all in uh, Knocknacarra here. Like what's the name uh, of the hot sauce? Sasta foods. Sosta. So it's Irish hot sauce. Sasta satisfied for yeah, yeah, you know yeah, happy. Yeah. So little play on words, but um yeah, she's got three flavors. There's uh the jalapeno and pineapple, which mm. is kind of the mild one, but it's r- like really fucking good on like eggs and shit in the mornings like really nice in a toasted cheese sandwich and all that kind of stuff yeah not a massive kick out of it but it's yeah. kind of like hello you know the uh, catering to the irish market you know or just you know yes. gi- giving out samples in the market like some people like is that even hot sauce and then <laughs> other people like that's too hot for me yeah, you know that'd blow the head of you yeah and then there's peach and habanero which like comes peach. off yeah, peach, wow. peach and habanero. So it's, it's all natural. So you get the sugars from the fruit. So there's no add, additive sugars or anything kind of oh. like that. And it's like vegan. And uh, not that that's a major kind of selling point, but it is. You know, yeah. it's, 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 hurt. Op- it's open for everyone. Yeah. And uh, so the peach and habanero, the heat comes on straight away, you know. But it's a beautiful balance between the two tastes or the two different flavors of the, the pepper and the fruit and then the last one is scotch bonnet like smoking scotch bonnet like it's 
there's a proper fucking kickoff. Yeah, you know, it's the, yeah. It's the um, the Jamaican uh, yeah, pepper, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of that in uh, jerk cooking. Oh, right. mm. that, that's for big boys that know what they're doing. It's actually no, it's not that crazy. It's, yeah, it's, it's not the crazy like like big boy shit would be like fucking Carolina Reaper. Yeah, or ghost like scorpion, peppers. ghost pepper, all yeah. that. Kind of, like that's fucking. I mean, I'm sure there's crazier stuff now. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Scotch bonnet, I guess, would be on the on the crazier end of the um the, hot, like the hot pepper scale as far as what you can like buy in the market. Yeah, like yeah. buy like at the supermarket, you might be able to get Scotch bonnets at yeah. done stores, maybe. Okay, mm. but it's not like fucking gonna kill you. You okay. know what I mean? Like, like some things. When I was out in Austin, you know, they're like, yeah. "Oh, do you want some salsa?" It's like literally like fucking ghost chili pepper yeah. like just with fucking chips when you're having a beer <laughs> yeah. and like a curry was as far as i was going for a long time yeah and it'd blow the fucking mouth you it's like yeah it's just heat you know there's no like flavor to it either yeah well um, I, it's, I mean but I depends on hot sauce yeah and i love the fucking oh just like so much that you're just like it's <laughs> getting coming the out sweats your nose. on like my buddy got uh my buddy cody he, he got the bomb you know that hot sauce oh, uh, oh yeah beyond it's insanity like fucking it's this yeah yeah whatever it is it's just from the it's hot so, ones yeah it's from hot or it's on that hot, hot ones, ones yeah. thing mm. so i was uh, i had a couple of drinks in me he's like do you want to trade the bab i was like <laughs> Asher, I'll fuck it. yeah i was like i'll try <laughs> it anyway. I, in my head it was like like in the middle of it but that's like towards it's towards the end so yeah like, so uh, if no one listening has seen hot ones i'm sure you have they they go through hot sauces from the mildest to the to the strongest, and the bomb is like probably one like the second to last or the third to last of the however many ten hot sauces they mm-hmm. try, and in my head it was like the third one in. I was mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, it's, it's probably can't be that crazy. So we take big massive dollops of it, and I'm well used to eating heat, mm. and we fucking get it down us and we couldn't talk to each other for about half an hour oh. i could feel it in my ears <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's the I, one we're on just the, going, so you felt it uh, afterwards yeah like oh, we shouldn't have had so much yeah. <laughs> it goes in hot like it definitely comes uh, out hot. but i do love know? hot sauce so yeah. it's interesting to hear that and your girlfriend makes hot sauce. A, yeah i was only saying to that i should have brought up fucking some bottles like you know i'm sure we'll we, see we, in the market yeah, yeah at some stage yeah. <laughs> And we're online. She's in 15 different shops as well all around the city. So, you know, if you do see it. And uh, does she have an Instagram or anything like that? Yeah, Instagram, Facebook, or, yeah, website as well. Uh, uh, foods. Okay, cool. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's it's flying off the shelves. Like, she's, you want to see the house down there. It's like there's thousands of these little 100 mil uh, glass bottles, uh, you know, trying to like, weave her way in through the house. <laughs> But now they're all gone. So you oh, know, class. It's been it's moving. Yeah. No fair place where. Mm. So just to cycle around then to um Galway again. I know we were speaking earlier about the um the landscape in Galway has changed a lot with nightclubs pretty much being extinct at this stage. Um how do you see it changing? Uh, how do you see it kind of developing going forward? Well, as I was kinda saying to you, like me personally preferring to play in the late bars or like you know spots like the Oris Nguil or venues like the Roisin or Monroe's or you know places that are built for like live music bands like DJs all that kind of stuff in my head I kind of think that that's the direction it might go in until someone buys or turns a an old spot into a nightclub and yeah. then <clears throat> that well, kind yeah, of it's only a matter of time before more nightclubs start popping up I think you know yeah I think so and like 
the current climate, like the likes of the Arsenal Grail are doing pop-ups like they've got a punk show they've got like a drag fashion show one day then they've got like you know like an indie band then they've got like a, a night like an event that i've played on called the basement project they do like yard parties so it starts at two ends at two djs inside outside you know um and they've got loads of stuff going on you know and it, like that the roshin dove is like obviously we all know the roshin as this mecca for breaking bands coming through and tied into the arts festival and all this kind of stuff but there's DJs there too you know yeah um, I had a residency up there f- upstairs for three years and then the amount of people that played downstairs like during that three years the likes of the Blue Note the Beer House do the scratch games you know every nook and cranny are kind of doing their own thing and I think maybe for the next foreseeable that might be the future of Galway's nightlife um like he said like if if someone comes in and buys a nightclub and turns it back into a nightclub or buys another venue and it turns into a nightclub but it's hard to say you know um only time will tell for us DJs like we we have places to play you know we're yeah. not we're not like crying out for places to play but i just think in terms of you know this whole give me the night movement to try and um make the the closing hours go later and all yeah. that kind of stuff that benefits Dublin and Cork and places like that that actually have now nightclubs more so than Galway do yeah but still would you not wouldn't you not want to stay in somewhere till past half two and have a pint if you're going out late like yeah. you said you're, what you're, time will late bars close here it's like two half two you Roisin know, like, and uh, yeah yeah and Blue Note and yeah, Mass well, Moles and all them. Blue Note and Mass Moles are they're kind of they're half one now, but you know during the arts festival and stuff like that they go till the two. Yeah, you know if they can get the license, but now with the budget there, they just said that they they might ext- they're making the license cheaper. Okay. To stay open later, so oh. that could be that could be a revelation for yeah, it could, could be, be good. the nightlife in Galway. Um, so it's just interesting to see how it works out my two cents is like we'll play wherever we're playing wherever we're told wherever we can play yeah. but it would be great to see a nightclub back open to bring you know attract massive acts or like what was happening in electric before it closed was a lot of djs were playing in dublin or cork or belfast and they were like piggybacking you like getting another night out of the weekend and playing oh, in galway right. so they might come over a day premature or stay a day later and the clubs would like split the costs and all that kind of stuff which worked out deadly there was so many mass vacs that came to Galway yeah. um, which was a good thing and it's like you know Galway's known for music you know so it, it is a little it's bittersweet you know it, it's sad that there's no real nightclubs for like good fucking rocking DJs and but at the same time like it's still vibrant it's still a city that's full of music as I said earlier like the crane like you know for trad like Key Street for bubblegum and you know the likes of the West End for proper fucking tunes like it's strange Galway's bizarre in one way that there isn't any one major venue Mm. like you know you've got a big band they'll play in Leisureland or the Black Box but that's not you know it's not yeah. uniquely for music or whatever you know it's kind of you're, you're using it for different things like you know yeah like Goal we likes the idea of being a small it's i mean it's 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 i find it strange to call it a city 
but at yeah. least the idea of being a, a large town but even like some large towns like Castle Bar there'd be more places to play there's a bigger venue in Castle Bar than there's a bigger venue in fucking Castle Bar yeah you know what I mean yeah in Mayo yeah god the centre of everywhere oh yeah, yeah. here he <laughs> comes here he comes yeah. you had to get uh, you, had you to brought it up it I didn't say anything <laughs> but like come on yeah, I think in November I'm going to see Andy Irvine and uh, uh, Paul Brady play in Castle Bar oh, there nice. you go like so The Island that's a great tune oh yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, Paul Brady's great mm. you met Paul Brady didn't you I, at the Jimmy Buffett concert <laughs> no way I shook his hand I need the Hawaiian shirt on yeah yeah well, he, was, he, was, he, was, uh, he was playing with Jimmy Buffett Oh, he and, was. Uh, wow. Okay. Yeah, right, so yeah. He played t- two songs with him, and then uh, afterwards, I saw him out the back, and I was very, very drunk. And I just went up, and was like, "Paul, I love you." And he went, "Thanks very much." <laughs> he shook his head, and it was grand, like you know. Yeah, they say never meet your heroes, but in that occasion, like definitely, oh, oh, definitely, especially yeah, especially Paul Brady. Like, you know, I was brilliant. But, um, day for you. See, I know like Castle Bar has a massive venue. Mm-hmm. It is strange that Galway doesn't, but I mean, even with art galleries, it seems like Galway. I think that's it's starting to get better. Yeah, but like you would you would expect an art gallery on Shop Street, you know, the main thoroughfare in Galway, to be prominent, and there really isn't. Yeah, yeah like I like uh, what was it maybe a month ago? Uh, outset the outset gallery. It's just beside uh, Charlie Burns. It just opened. Yeah, I've I've heard about that one. Yeah, yeah I did one of the last thing was called um, Deconstructions. I think was the last show that was on in there. Okay, I'd be good friends at Luke Reedy now he'd be actually friends with my girlfriend who is Luke Reedy he's uh, he's an artist like uh, he's from Clare originally but um, he does these kind of like mad kind of like um, geometrical shapes and stuff okay and uh, we actually have a massive one hanging in our in our sitting room. It's really nice. He actually, we have these mad kind of like uh, orange curtains. And he actually, you know, I sent him a picture of the curtains. And he got the orange from the curtains and oh, put nice. it put it into the piece. So he's a really nice fella. And Tom and then another guy, I always forget his name. He runs the frame shop in Lisbon Industrial Estate. Well, these, those are the, 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 the Koi frame shop fellas, are they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we um, follow each other on Instagram, but I've never met them. Yeah, they're they're a sound bunch of lads. Through that, only getting that piece from Luke framed, and then we got another. Is uh, all the Galway Arts Festival f- uh, posters in like one? Do you oh, know? cool! It's really deadly. We oh, just yeah. happened. We just happened to see it, you know. But um, they they had a, a a show on, and they're doing more shows again. You know, yeah. their plan is once a month. But apart from that, and you're right, there's no. There's no other galleries really around. Yeah, it's crazy. There's the one two six gallery, but I think that's very uh, DIY kind of a style. Ronan. Um, yeah, Ronan Connor. He's involved with that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but you know, so it's it's mad for such a, for the arts festival and everything. Like you know, it's crying out for. Yeah, there's opportunities galore. Space. I think really, yeah. like you know, I suppose it just takes certain person certain people just to push it forward I'm, I'm sure there's plenty of people trying oh 100% uh, yeah it'll yeah. probably come to fruition in a few years like and we'll see yeah a lot more going on mm. Mitch thanks a million for coming in it's been a great chat um, we'll definitely have to get you back in for um, a special hot sauce episode I think yeah yeah absolutely lads it's been a it's been a pleasure and we'll catch thanks you for, for the, the, the beer and the book fast hey yeah. no problem go away Prosecco uh, <laughs> And uh, yeah, thanks for having me. I really enjoyed it. I've listened to enough of the podcasts, and I'd always love to do one. So, oh well, there you go. <laughs> you <Perfect>. did one. <laughs> two fucking two sound pricks, anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, we're sound pricks. Yeah, <laughs> that's uh, the hashtag, though. Yeah, yeah. sound pricks. Hashtag, hashtag sound pricks. Hashtag, hashtag sound pricks. 
sound well thanks everybody for listening um, we'll catch you again we'll see you in a few weeks see you then.